Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Was writer in the world 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 Is a stupid Rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, and he's pink, Ooh. he's made of felt, right. he's a hippopotamus, and he's always causing me trouble. It's. How <laughs> young, Hooray for me! Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon for supporting the show. And thanks to you for listening to it. <laughs> All right, so last week on The Last Olympian, what do you remember, Howard? Any ideas? Um, Nothing happened. A man took a wee out of a window. <laughs> that is true. Into a v- ventilation alley. <laughs> Into a ventilation alley, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we did not get very far through this script, mm. right? In fact, all we really did was see a man wake up in bed... Yeah. Uh, take a piss out of the window, mm-hmm. throw his razor at the wall, Ooh. and apart from that, we just talked a lot of rubbish. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> and we discovered that you um, hate people from the north because <laughs> you're scum. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that you are one, <laughs> secretly, behind all this, like, you know, this no. facade of, ooh, no, I live in London now, mm. I am posh. Ooh, I live in, in Muswell Hill, I am right posh, me. Actually, you're a right northern scum. (laughs) Anyway, so all you need to know for this episode, before going into this episode, is that this story is about someone called Samuel Fell who likes to piss out the window and throw (laughs) knives at the wall. We don't don't know that he likes it, we just know that he does it. (laughs) Oh, sorry, important (laughs) distinction. Well, no, but okay, there's a 50-50 chance. He certainly does it, but he might might really hate doing it. Okay, let's get started, shall we? Yes, please. So we, um, yeah, we saw that paragraph. It was a tall concrete building, built in the seventies, open onto scrubland. Scrubland might have been pleasant in the past, mm. but today it looks like somebody has planted a British council estate in a Middle Eastern desert. Right. The lucky ones, like Samuel, have rooms inside. But now Samuel moves swiftly past sleeping figures huddled in cardboard boxes to a very old Routemaster bus which is parked some way off. The bus has no windows and the paint has long since faded. Intriguingly, there are two horses at the front to pull it. Mm. Uh, no windows or no glass in the windows. No windows. No, yeah, it says no windows, so it seems like it's a ba- a badly made bus, right? Mm. It seems like it's a jail bus. Mm. I guess it means no glass in the windows. Yeah. Atop the bus are some snipers. Some, some <laughs> snipers. <laughs> that is a very uh, imprecise number of snipers. We can't tell how many snipers there are. It's like you know when you see like some ants, you don't count them, do yeah. you? But there are some snipers. There's Maybe there's two. Maybe there's eighteen. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> other people from the building head to the bus. The others are mostly black. Uh-huh. Thereafter, a wide variety of differing shades, but none so white as Samael. So we're talking about their skin. Yes. Samael acknowledges an tiny 
clean-shaven Indian guy, Adi. So Samuel knows someone. Tiny, clean-shaven Indian guy called Adi. They have reached the bus. A Japanese conductor, as it were... <laughs> as it... A, they have reached the bus. A Japanese conductor, as it were, <laughs> has a portable print... I suppose it's the conductor part, because it's not a real... Yeah. Bus. It's not really a bus conductor. Like, what, like, Japanese, as it were. No, no, either he is or he isn't, right? <laughs> I don't know. He might have Samuel's nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's like you're saying he's not really a conductor because it's not really a bus, but he's kind of fulfilling that role in a sense. Yes. So a Japanese, con- condu- a Japanese conductor, as it were, has a portable print reader. This is a device which reads the fingerprints of the right hand, mm. not the wrong hand. <laughs> <laughs> Why would a fingerprint reader only read your right hand? What if you're in an accident and you get your right arm cut off? You're like, well, sorry, my fingerprint reader doesn't work with left hands. It's got this weird, weird prejudice against left-handed people. I don't know. I mean, the thing is that, like, you know, you'd have to lay your hand down the wrong way round, wouldn't you? And then it wouldn't read your prints. It'd just be reading the back of your oh, hand. Oh, it's one of those that's, like, the shape of a hand, is <laughs> it? No. Oh, OK. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've seen them in movies, because they don't exist in reality, do they? Not yet, but in, the, in my future they do. <laughs> yeah, because that's really really ableist if you've got a, like a hand print a fingerprint yeah. entrance thing and you do a like you make it a right hand mm. that's awful what are you doing what about people who haven't got right hands yeah just make it a fingerprint thing like my phone's got a fingerprint thing and it doesn't it i can use any of my fingers it's not like no only your right index finger is gonna work fuck you if you haven't got one <laughs> fuck you you can't have a phone anymore <laughs> yeah but they you know it's just it's a dystopia so they really want to be able to be inclusive but they just don't have the funds you might say it's a dystopia so you are imagining i mean we live in a like not that bad society and it's already mm. ableist as fuck yeah so if you're talking about a society that's a lot worse than this then yeah. it's gonna get worse in those like oppressive ways as well, isn't it? Mm-mm. I mean, you—that's what you're talking about. You're talking Shoot. about various. Get away from here, you one-handed piece of shit! <laughs> you're not welcome here. That kind of thing. <laughs> All right. So it reads the fingerprints of the right hand. The passengers place their hands on the device. When a green light shows, they are allowed on. So they're getting on the bus. Oh, because it's got—it is still a functioning form of transport because it has two horses <laughs> to pull a fucking route master bus right yeah but it doesn't have windows to weigh it down so it should be really light <laughs> it's got a lot of people getting on it anyone anyone who um, understands horses and weight uh, please write in and tell us what's the what's the maximum weight that two horses could be reasonably expected to pull and would a double decker bus full of people <laughs> Be beyond that. Or not. Then again, maybe these are future horses. Maybe they're fucking massive, massive super horses. I mean, those yeah. geese were really big and scary, That's right? Scary. They'd been genetically modified. Mm. Maybe they've been at these horses as well. Mm. Dystopia of scary big animals. Yeah, if there was some kind of like nuclear incident, maybe the horses are like the size of a house. Went big. Yeah. Maybe the horses went big. Mm. Yeah, weird, unexpected side effect of nuclear accident is that all the animals went big, mm. but the humans went dead. <laughs> Only the chewing gums factory survived. <laughs> so Ardy says, "You have seen the news," because mm. he's actually from France. He's, you know, he's like his family's from India, but he was he was born and raised in France. You see, mm, mm. you have seen the news. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this symposium it could mean freedom for us. It is a good day to be alive. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, Ardy. 
It's not for three weeks, and the outcome is far from guaranteed. Yeah, we definitely don't hold your breath for three weeks, Ardy. That's not possible. <laughs> Even Tom Cruise can only manage four minutes. <laughs> but that guy in Superman 3 did it for a long time. <laughs> the guy in the car oh, yeah. at the start. He held his breath for about half an hour. That's true. So, you know, it's not impossible. Oh, my God, Ardy, are you that guy from the start of Superman 3? Because if you are, then you can hold your breath for three weeks. But otherwise, maybe don't. Yeah, you're going to have to before Superman finally turns up to save you. <laughs> Ahead of them, a shifty-looking guy gets the red light. Ooh, shit. The burly guard grabs him. Probably grabs his head. Probably restraining <laughs> his head, right? <laughs> My hands are battered. My hands are battered, but I'm kosher, says Shifty. Mm. The guard twists his right hand around and looks at it. Mm. Accident at the factory. The chewing, chewing gum chewing factory, gum's right? factory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's got chewing gum. It's got chewing gum all over it, so it can't. The, the print reader can't read his, <laughs> yeah. read his fingers. And he's probably got it on the reader, so mm. now it's not going to work properly. Shit. His hands are in a terrible state, covered in chewing gum. <laughs> no, um, it says the skin is melted Ugh. and scarred, with no hope of retrieving a fingerprint. If only <laughs> it had not been, uh, it had not been for right hand specifically, yeah. but for any fingerprint, that would have been so much better, it would, wouldn't it? The burly guard says, we'll do your eye instead. So he's going to like get his eye and (laughs) shove that on the the hand reader. Oh, it's not fucking working. It doesn't doesn't recognise your fingerprint at all when I put your (laughs) eye against this. Um, We'll do your eye instead. What? Burley brings out an iris reader, Mm. which is an eye scanning device. Thank you. It looks like a Tomy game from the 80s. (laughs) Brilliant. I was planning on making this. It looks like nothing more or less than a battery tester <laughs> with, with a button on one end and a thing which causes the battery to be gripped. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it looks like a Tommy game from the 80s with buttons and lights, but when you press the yeah. button, it doesn't game at Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah, else happens. <laughs> How long do you think it'll be before I just start referring to it as the Tommy game? <laughs> well, first it's got to be weird Tommy yeah, game, yeah. right? It looks like a Tommy game from the 80s. Shifty suddenly legs it. Uh, that means runs away, everybody. <laughs> Translated for Americans. Shifty suddenly cheeses it, racing away from the bus. Just trying to include everyone, you know. Um, the burly guard says, Target. One of the snipers calmly takes aim. Oh, yeah, there's like a, th- a million... <laughs> There's a million snipers on top of that bus. You can't run away from that bus. It's got a load of murderers on the roof. (laughs) With sniper rifles, that's the worst kind of murderer. You can't run away from them. Whatever you do, don't put your chewing gum's hand on a a print reader next to this murderer bus. Don't put your eye on that fingerprint reader, whatever you do. Because that's not how they work. You will get shot. So they're murdering him. One of the snipers calmly takes aim. Mm. So if people try and get on the bus, but fail, yeah, right. He's trying to get on the bus mm. illegally in some way, mm. but he has failed, and so they're gonna kill him. That's wow. That's a strong reaction. Can't they just say no, go away? I mean, if I try and get on a bus without my Oyster card, like, yeah. for example, <laughs> and they're like, I'm like. Can I get on anyway? They're like, no, get off. They don't shoot me. Yeah. That's because they haven't <laughs> yeah. got guns. That's because there's no murderers on the top of buses in London. But if there were, then that's probably what would happen. I guess the thing is, like, there's no time for like prisons and stuff. 
really, is there? You know, if you've got prison, you've got to look after the people, give them You haven't got to put him in prison. He's just trying to get on a bus wrongly. Yeah, well, just no, tell him to well, go he clearly away. he's like melted his own hand off and he's trying to get on this bus to break in somewhere where he shouldn't be. The bus is going to go somewhere hasn't he, good. He's had an accident at work. No, he's lied. He's, he an he's a liar. It seems like if he's a liar, that's really bad lying. If he's just going to go and get on the bus, he's like, I'm going to try that. I'll just try the hand reader. Oh, no, my hand's covered in chewing gums. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. That's because I had an accident at the chewing gums factory. But apparently having an accident at your work is a capital offence in this society. Because <laughs> 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 they just shoot him. Like, what was your plans? What was your plan, sneaky guy? Well, he was hoping that they Seems wouldn't. Weird. They wouldn't. But they, he didn't know that they had the iris readers on the bus. So he thought that like they'd be like, okay, you can go on. So he's he's used his he's used his hand. It didn't work. Yeah. But the iris reader did work. Is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah. And, and so now the burly guard knows who he is, and that like, it came up. It just said the word villain. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot on sight. Oh, okay. Mm. So he was trying to hide his identity, but then they they found it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Sorry. All right, I take it all back. You're a genius. That's okay. I prefer your version. <laughs> Should have been more careful, shouldn't you, at the factory? Shoot him! <laughs> well, we've already established this is a very ableist society. That's true. I mean, if you if your right hand doesn't work anymore and the entire society operates on having right hands, then, yeah, you might as well put him out of his misery now because he's not, not going to be able to do anything. If he yeah. goes to the chewing gums factory to buy some chewing gums and he puts his hand on the <laughs> print reader to get them, they're going to be like, no, sorry. Absolutely. It's kind of like the way our society is with having a head. Mm. <laughs> All right. As Shifty runs towards the flats to escape, a shot rings out and he falls down dead. Mm. The snipers chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. That is cold. Everybody who was queuing and watched this turns back to the bus unfazed, mm. as though this is an everyday occurrence. Wow. The same guy gets murdered every day. <laughs> Weird. I don't feel so bad for him now, I know that. <laughs> Ardy is green-lit and steps on. Mm. Samael places his hand in the print reader and stares at Burley. Ardy is green-lit. That means that means someone's going to start making him now. They've got all the money, they're going to start making him. <laughs> You're trying to, like, neuro-linguistically program the producer who's reading <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So using, using the word green-lit a lot <laughs> in, this, in this script. Yeah. <laughs> There's a crossed-out bit of dialogue here, cool. but it says Samael says, you could have let him go, mm. and then it says Burley just stares back, and those are just crossed out, so neither of those things happen now. Samael places his hand in the print reader and stares at Burley. Samael is greenlit and follows Ardy on. There we go. I've already started... Uh, obviously, this is an, a, a notated first draft where I've gone, that's a bit too nice of um, my main character to say you didn't have to kill that guy. Let's get rid of that. He's well up for murder. That's basically it. I've changed it. I'm like, actually, Samuel would love that. So this is your save the cat moment. This is you, like, you in mean... your first draft. Yeah, you de you demonstrated, uh, you know, you know, you, you, you know, you didn't actually have to run over that cat with your truck. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, no, that's yeah, that's demonstrating the wrong thing. Mm, well done, running over that cat with your truck. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Okay, so we just saw a man trying to get on the bus illegally, get, mm -hmm. trying to get on the horse-drawn bus. Yes. 
<laughs> right? But like he's for, like he's not supposed to get on because when they scanned his eye, they're like, "You're not a bus passenger. <laughs> You're not a legal bus passenger. You're pretending to be." And so they shot him. Yeah, well, he would have made the bus just that extra bit too heavy for those horses to pull, <laughs> wouldn't he? You know, they're like, well, "We can get the horses to pull a bus with well, forty people yeah. in, but forty-one. That's just not. I'm never going to happen." I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we like. I don't know anything about horses and getting them to pull buses but I imagine yeah I imagine there is a weight like you've got to be written like if you're getting horses to pull things you have to be really conscious of how heavy what they're pulling yeah. is right and like for example don't don't make it a bus, <laughs> yeah, don't make it a bus yeah, yeah. so he got shot Hooray. but then Samael Samael can they get on the bus please he got on no problem he's allowed oh, yeah. and of course his friend Adi oh, hello it is me Adi <laughs> uh, he also got on the bus okay so they're alright good Cut to interior, Rootmaster, morning. Samael sits beside Adi as the bus pulls off. Adi talks, but Samael does not listen. Rather, looks out the window at the world. I'm not listening to him talking about fucking legs. He never shuts up about legs. <laughs> you know, I'm really happy today because I've got... Both my legs with me. I like yesterday. I forgot one of them. I like, I, you know, I was in a rush to leave my house in the morning, and then I got to the bus. I got to the Austrian bus <laughs> in the morning, and and I realized I'd forgotten one of my legs at home, and I'd upped here. I'd been up in all the morning, and then I had to do my job at the chewing gum factory. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, at the chewing gum factory. Because uh, I'd left my rat leg at home. I thought I better go get that, otherwise <laughs> someone will shoot me. So yeah, they, and they did shoot me, but fortunately. They aimed for my rat leg and that was at um. <laughs> so Adi talks, but Samuel does not listen, rather looks out of the window mm. at the world. Mm. We do not listen either. Mm. Rather, he blends into the background as the title music plays. Ooh. Roll credits. Wow. And we look out to see what Samuel sees. Exterior, Rootmaster, travelling, morning. We pass decimated buildings. Ooh. That means one in ten of them has been demolished, right? <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Scrubland. Past CGI destroyed Millennium Dome. Ooh. All right, so what you're saying is, dear producer, don't actually destroy the Millennium Dome. <laughs> yeah, don't, stand, don't right. send Storm Eunice and destroy it just to make my movie. <laughs> we'll use CGI. Yeah, also, young people... Um, the, the Millennium Dome is what the O2 Dome used to be called, right? <laughs> it's now called the O2 Arena. But it was called the Millennium Dome because it was built for the millennium, for the New Year's 2000, as a celebration of... Um, uh, OK, of domes. <laughs> but do you remember, at the time, when they built the Millennium Dome, no-one knew why they were doing mm -hmm. it. They like announced it a couple of years before. They're like, right, mm. we're building a dome for the millennium. It's called the Millennium Dome. And we're all like, why? Yeah. Can you tell us what that's got to do with anything? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's because... <laughs> they just carried on building it. It was late, like it wasn't finished, because none of the Millennium <laughs> things were finished on time, right? The Millennium Bridge opened in, like, April or something, and the Dome opened in 2002. <laughs> and, then, and they finished it, and they didn't know what to do with it. Mm. When they finished, like, they had no plan. They just, for some reason, they're just like, yeah, we've made a dome for the Millennium. <laughs> and they went, right, we're going to put a museum in it. That's the first plan. We had a brilliant... OK, we've, we built a dome. We didn't know what to do with it, so we've decided to put a museum in it because London doesn't have enough museums, yeah. right? And we've got making it like the Museum of Humankind or something. And people who went to it said it was really boring and shit because you can't just make a museum out of nothing because you happen to have a building that you made with no purpose for it. And now you're going, all right, we'll just have a museum of, yeah. I don't know, people. 
That was a dumb idea. So that closed really quickly. And then it was just empty for ages, right? That's right. And we know this because when we wrote Treason, when we were writing mm. the the script for our uh, aborted sitcom Treason, which was about the royal family having to murder each other in a Highlander-style televised competition, mm. we thought it'd be really funny if it happened in the Millennium Dome, yes. right? That was the first idea. Because, and the reason that would be funny is because the Millennium Dome was just empty and pointless, <laughs> right? It wasn't an arena. Nothing happened in it. It was just a big empty dome. Mm. We had the idea of turning that into an arena before anyone else did, in fact. Yeah. We should get some money for that. Yes, we should. <laughs> right? And then they did, and then they did the brilliant Millennium Bridge. That's a, a fantastic idea as well. Now it works, <laughs> but at first, when they made the Millennium Bridge, again four months late or whatever, when they opened it, they're like, "Oh, this is an amazing, amazing bridge. It's brand new technology because it's designed that if they're like in the wind and earthquakes or mm. movement of the earth, it's going to move with it, so it's going to be super safe." Be a super safe bridge that moves slightly, mm. but they forgot to take into account that people would walk on it. <laughs> right. And the day they opened it. All these people started walking across it and the movement of their feet made it swing left and right so people couldn't stand up and fell over. And you can see news reports on this of people just not like holding on to the mm. barriers. They closed it like an hour after they opened it. Mm. <laughs> it closed. And it was closed for about three or four more months, right? <laughs> so it didn't open until summer <laughs> in 2000. And what they did was they just glued loads of extra supports mm. to it underneath. And I remember, I don't know if it still looks like that, but you could always see where the new supports were because they were a different colour and they really looked like they'd just been welded on to stop it doing the thing it had been designed for. And then there was the the other Millennium thing was the the London Eye. That was a Millennium thing, which was meant to be temporary because, again, they kind of got it wrong. They're like, oh, we'll put a massive, expensive Ferris wheel up for a year mm. or six months or whatever the plan was. It was meant to be really short term. And then it turned out to be the most popular thing in London. So they're like, oh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll keep that but sell it to an airline or something. We'll probably, we'll probably, we'll probably want to um, film romantic movies in our London Eye. <laughs> so we better keep it up. Would have been better. Would have been better if Will had taken Eve to the Millennium Dome and sung a song. They'd broken into the Millennium Dome. Mm. Anyway, so you go past the CGI destroyed Millennium Dome. Dear producer, do not actually destroy it. Just the spikes. The material of the dome long since rotted. Along very worn roads, not resurfaced since 2010. Wow, it's a long time. Um, depending on what, when this is set, because if it's set in 2011, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've resurfaced these bloody roads. And eventually we reach a big, ugly factory with a massive chimney. <laughs> <laughs> Big ugly factory with a massive chimney, which is surrounded by high fences. Is just the chimney surrounded by high fences, or is the factory itself? <laughs> I think we've got to decide it's the chimney. Mm. <laughs> Let's fence off that chimney, otherwise people are going to be climbing up it, <laughs> pretending that they're Santa Claus. <laughs> gorillas, gorillas are going to be shoving people up there. We need, we've got to fence this chimney off. <laughs> yeah, it's very dangerous. What about the factory? No, what are they going to do? Come in and steal our chewing gums? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just make sure the fence is too high for a gorilla to climb. <laughs> okay, so do you remember what happened already in this um, script, The Last Olympian? Samael got on a bus. That is basically it. He woke up in his room, pissed out of the window. <laughs> Yeah. And then went and got on a bus, right? And someone else tried to get on the bus, but they their hand didn't have, was wrong. Didn't have a bus pass, so they, so got, they got shot. shot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
this bus pass is not valid. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a dog. You're a man. I'm a dog. Yeah. This bus pass is for a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I should have gone the other way with that joke. Yeah, I mean, that's I made why. a dog sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, You're not, not a dog. dog. You've got a bus pass. It didn't work. I should yeah. have said, yeah. right, you're not a man. You're a dog. Why mm-hmm. have you got a man's bus pass? <laughs> that would have been a better joke premise. But no. because, uh, you know, it would have made sense. I had to do a lot of work <laughs> to try <laughs> to make up. No. But when I said, you're not a dog by accident, <laughs> after doing a dog noise, I really, I really undercut my own hilarious uh, joke. I liked it. I thought it made it. sense. It's like the person <laughs> decided to pretend to be a dog so they wouldn't get, get shot because, you know, yeah. no one would ever shoot a dog in a film, but they would shoot a person. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm a, what do you mean in a film? This is real life. <laughs> so the last thing we saw was um, it was on the bus. They went past the Millennium Dome or the, the what's left of it along very worn roads, not resurfaced since 2010. And mm-hmm. eventually we reach a big, ugly factory with a massive chimney, which is surrounded by high fences mm-hmm. through security gates. All right, here we go. Exterior factory, North Greenwich, morning. Ooh, isn't that where you live? That, well, it's, <laughs> I, no, I live in like middle. Uh, North Greenwich is not far. I can see North Greenwich from my window. Ooh, do you piss out your window? No, <laughs> no, it's not a, it's not a Greenwich thing. You not got a, a ver- <laughs> not got a vertical alleyway out the back of your window no, you can piss in? No vert, <laughs> no vertical alleyway, no. <laughs> But I tell you what, it's yeah. I tell you what, it's fraught getting the bus in the morning. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You've not got a bus pass, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to get, yeah, I've got a bus pass. I have to go up and say, hello, woof, woof. <laughs> Will you accept my bus pass? Honest, I am a dog. Get, get in on the dog bus. Because that's all there is in Greenwich, just dog buses. And the dog driver, like, you're not a fucking dog. Uh, dog. Dog sniper, shoot him. Fortunately. Yeah. yeah. Dogs aren't very good shots, so mm-hmm. I'm generally okay. That's why I have to cycle to work. Right, yeah. Because of the dog buses, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. I understand now. I always wondered why you cycled, but now I know that there's all those murderous <laughs> d- dogs on buses. Dogs trying to shoot me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just because I haven't got a dog bus pass. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this... So this movie is set in my um, in my neck of the woods. Mm. It's just round the corner from me. I cycle through North went North Greenwich every day when I'm trying to escape from the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've been there, so that's research. <laughs> so we're in North Greenwich. Mm. It's morning, um, and uh, we're outside a factory. Mm-hmm. Now it says a white officer sits in a chair under a large umbrella, flanked by. Guards who are all people of colour. Ah. Reminiscent of the old English empire in India. Mm. Right, that we've, we've all seen on TV. Yeah, that's what I often think when I go to Greenwich. I'm thinking, oh, it's just like <laughs> imperial India, this. So the idea is there's a, there's a white officer who seems to be in charge mm. and then his kind of subordinates are people of colour. So we're seeing this kind of... What's the term? Racism. This ra- <laughs> Not the term I was looking for, but it'll do. <laughs> yeah, not on my part, but uh, in the no, no, world. No, no, the, the, the situation, mm. yeah, the situation. It's a massive... Uh, it's reminiscent of the old English empire in India, which was massively racist and, like, murderous and awful. He watches with little interest as the bus stops and the passengers get off and trail into the factory. Wait a second. You're not dogs, he says. <laughs> 
Raspberry Raw, <laughs> says uh, Samael. <laughs> I mean, Samael is a dog's name, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interior factory. Huge pieces of machinery mix fluid and produce tiny little pills. Ooh. Here's a weird thing. Here's a weird thing about your script. So this is a first draft. It says first draft, right? But you've made a few edits. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already mm-hmm. seen a, a, a line of dialogue strike with strike through text. And you've you've struck through the word little here. You haven't deleted it. You've just made it straight. So instead of produce tiny little pills, you've just put tiny pills. You've decided that word is redundant, the word little, but at the same time, I don't feel confident enough to delete it. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just going to change the font to strike through. So yeah, if I weird. ever want it back, yes. if I ever want it back, I can, I can have it back. Samael and the others enter. They go their separate ways. Samael... Climb some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I don't know. Just like, everything. Whenever you read anything I've written, you, we always manage to make it sound really stupid. And so, like, just the act of climbing stairs just made me think that, like, <laughs> you know, he was mountain I mean, climbing yeah. up them. That they like he'd got ropes out and things. Samuel, <laughs> Samuel, Spider Man's up some stairs. <laughs> All the others are like. You know, you could just walk through really just normal <laughs> stairs. Stop pretending to be Spider-Man, Samael. Cut to interior, changing room, morning, Samael, showers. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Because they don't have uh, showers or anything in their tiny flats, do they? Or toilets, they have to piss out of windows. They have golden showers <laughs> if you're standing, uh, standing right. just outside someone's window. Yeah, Sally trapped in the vertical alleyway. <laughs> Getting it from all sides. So Samael showers. Samael changes into a pristine white lab coat. Ooh. He probably nicked that from B World. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's he's well. He's changing into a pristine white lab coat. So he's probably a chemist. Yeah, all right. Okay. I, I assume he's got to be some kind of chemist. He probably uh, he's probably some kind of person that blows up children. I'm thinking. <laughs> or. Someone who stops people blowing up children because that was uh, that was they put on white lab coats as yeah, well. Yeah, and blow up a kid. <laughs> That's immediately what she did. She put on a white lab coat and blew up a kid. It was like maybe the coats were the problem. <laughs> maybe the coats were doing it. Did we even investigate the possibility that coats are evil in B-World, not people? Yeah, and have we checked mm. that out in reality? Have we mm. made sure that not everyone who wears a white lab coat is actually murdering children? I mean, chemistry is dangerous stuff, right? You're dealing mm. with dangerous chemicals, just like then murdering, making children blow up with them. I remember at school when we did chemistry class, they liked that the chemistry teacher liked to make things blow up, right? It was all like, hey, look at this, it's a big spark and it blows up and now you're all dead. Yeah, I mean, if they... If they it was my coat, my coat did it. If the chemistry teacher <laughs> wanted uh, us to like them, then they had to make us get, get us to blow things up because otherwise chemistry was boring. Have a magnesium strip, light it. Oh, what a lot of fun. Yeah, have a Bunsen burner. Hmm. It's amazing that there was just gas coming out of those taps and we were allowed to operate them. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah, that is a, that is ridiculous, right? Mm. And no, like gas alarms back then. I don't think they even existed, oh. did they? Like electric gas alarms weren't a thing, right? No, the, the the only alarm system they had in place for that was if one of the kids fell on the floor and started like wobbling around. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I think with a gas leak. Yeah. So like John Canary, <laughs> John Canary always always yeah. used to react very quickly to that, didn't he? It's like, oh mm. shit, John's on the floor. Quick, turn the gas off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. 
And I feel like it was weird at the time, right? I don't feel like I, I, I felt totally safe about that, even as a kid. You know, you've got gas, which you know, like you're taught how dangerous gas is from quite an early age and fire. Mm. And then they're like, all right, be careful with the gas. OK, plug this in. OK, now set it on fire. OK, now it's safe. Now the gas is on fire. Yeah. I don't know, it didn't teach me very well because I used to turn it on to breathe it in. I did. Really? Yeah. Always get get a bit of gas. <laughs> get a bit of gas to get the class. makes the class more interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> you were getting high off gas. Just a little. Only a little bit. No. Not like not I wasn't doing it all all the class, but like, you know, you no, just turn it on and yeah, go. Yeah, because then you would have died. Get... It would have closed your lungs <laughs> up or something, right? Yeah, I think John Canary would have fallen over and everyone would have known. <laughs> not if you were sucking it down into mm. your lungs. If you're listening to this wondering why his surname is Canary, then that's because like when we used to go down the mines in Colville, we used to take a Canary down, and uh, that was that was our early gas warning system. Surely, surely people know about mine Canaries. That's not just a Coville thing, is it? Is it? No, it it's, not, it's not just a Coville thing, but they don't have mines. Well, I guess they do still have mines, I suppose. <laughs> but it's not. It's they're less. They're less in the uh, in the public conscience yeah. now, I suppose. Conscience, conscience, conscience. Yeah, yeah. We feel less guilty about mines. <laughs> Now we're okay with them. Now I never used that term before today, so I, you know, I had to go. I didn't get it right. <laughs> but you like you like uh, taking risks hmm. with language, don't you? We we often see that with your script, where you just either make up a word or just use one and hope it means that. <laughs> you know, just throw one in. Here's a word I've never used before. Not really sure what it means. Just going to put it there, see if it does. Uh, pinioned. There you go. <laughs> this, <laughs> It's pinioned between two things. I think its wings like, are being uh, restricted or something. To this day, I mean, I'm still happy with my use of the word pinioned. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> hmm. That's what I'm saying. Not only are you brave, but you make it work. Really? All right. So, interior stairs, morning. Samael climbs stairs to an office. His office. Mm. Samael fell on the door. Samael fell. Samael fell. <laughs> A biometric entry coder with print reader and iris reader scans the fingerprints of his right hand and the iris of his right eye mm-hmm. because this is a super like <laughs> anti-left fucking society where if you lose either of your right hand or your right eye, you basically get shot by dogs. Yeah. All right. I'm just I glanced at the next paragraph and I like it. Right. <laughs> so interior office morning. His office is dull and concrete. <laughs> His office sounds like the kind of place you might get given a lolly in, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His office is linear. Mm. <laughs> it's his office as well. <laughs> you just hate offices. That's that's fair enough. His office is dull. But this isn't the good bit. The good bit's still coming. His office is dull and concrete, full of chemistry equipment. Liquids in jars, <laughs> Bunsen burners, <laughs> blackboards. Is that what it says? Blackboards. <laughs> what with an S Blackboards. on the end? Because mm. yeah, yeah, with scientific drivel. Mm. All right, because all, when you like, yeah, 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 what you know about it's, chemistry labs is yeah, is high I'm, school. I'm doing right? my That's, high school chemistry lab. Yeah. You're just you're just describing the classrooms, and so much that the last line is, it looks like an under-equipped sixties classroom. Ah, Howard is there sucking the gas out of the gas pipe. <laughs> <laughs> he dies <laughs> His lungs explode and he dies mm. uh, Samael kicks him aside And pisses on him <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> the thing is, like, you know, uh, everyone, we're not actually old enough to have gone to school in the 60s, but when we did go to school um, in the 90s, they were so very, um, like, it's been such a long time since they redecorated that it they were 60s classrooms. Right? Yeah. A blind covers a large window on the far wall. Mm. He examines a jar of liquid. <laughs> the blind man. How can he? He's blind. <laughs> a blind. A blind. Get out of the way. Stop standing in front of my window. I didn't know it was there. I'm blind. He examines a jar of liquid, pipettes a sample and drips it in a machine. <laughs> <laughs> The machine, the machine blips. <laughs> he turns on a computer. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, your research is really, your research is really showing. <laughs> I mean, you know what it all means. I mean, nobody has to read this. They only have to like put it on the screen, and it'd be like a man pipetting some stuff out of a thing into a machine, and it going bit and looking on a computer. That's just that's what I see when I watch stuff. Just say let the act put the actor in a chemistry lab and just let him mess about, mm. do what he thinks. He's gonna know. Uh, like he's definitely not gonna know less than me. <laughs> <laughs> so either it's gonna be the same, and he'll start pipetting things, yeah. or it'll be more. In which case, you know, well done him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Depends who the actor is, because the actor might be me as well. Like when I had to play um, that the <laughs> strangely carry on doctor in a in a serious movie, they just kind of put me in the scene and like didn't say what I'm supposed to do like with this person who's in bed. So I'm kind of like you, yeah. you know touching his thing, and then so eventually someone went, like you probably wouldn't touch. You probably wouldn't. Wait, what kind what kind of doctor were you? Hello, I'm your neurologist. Oh, touch touch. <laughs> well, excuse me, doctor. <laughs> Why are you? You're here to examine my brain. Why are you touching my thing? Oh, sorry, I got confused. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you mean when you said touching this thing? Oh, he's got like a gangrenous <laughs> wound or something. Because oh, he's just poking. And they're like, you're probably wearing gloves. I'm like, well, nobody's given me any gloves. I mean, I'm not actually a doctor. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the dumbest actor you could possibly find. It's just me <laughs> coming in to tell someone that their husband's not going to make it and then poking him. I don't know. I've watched. I've watched TV. I don't think you're the dumbest. I think you're in good company. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he examines a jar of liquid, pipettes a sample, puts it in a machine. <laughs> <laughs> the machine blips. He turns on a computer. It's one of my favourite lines ever. It's brilliant. <laughs> he goes to the window blind. Excuse me. My name's Simon. Come on. <laughs> he goes to the window blind and, preparing himself for the view, pulls it open. Preparing himself for the view. How does he prepare himself? Does he like put on a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses? Like preparing himself <laughs> for a sunset or what are we what? I guess so. He must take a deep breath. That's the only way you could do it, right? He must like like maybe grab the the blind pull. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, the, bit, yeah. the string. Grab That's the, my the blind penis. String. Stop pulling my penis. <laughs> and like take a like close his eyes, take a deep breath, mm. open it, and then open his eyes. That's that's how you do it, right? All right, so he pulls open the blind. The vista is stunning. Ooh. Exterior, Canary Wharf, morning. Mm. The sun is shining and shimmering on the Thames. And across the Thames, Canary Wharf lies. That's true, Canary Wharf does lie. Mm. <laughs> the buildings reflecting the light covered in a golden hue. Ooh. Hello, my name's Golden Hugh. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see me blind, Steve, but, I mean, I'm, I'm very gold. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I was I wasn't gold until this morning when I was walking past this building. <laughs> <laughs> I was just traversing a. I was just travelling through a vertical alleyway this morning. <laughs> yeah, just on my way to work through uh, travelling down a vertical alleyway. Someone pissed on me. Now I'm called Golden. Now, now I'm not Hugh anymore. I'm Golden Hugh. This morning I was Dry Hugh, but that's no longer the case. Hmm. Yeah, the, uh, this uh, I have a view of Canary Wharf out my window. So I can see it in the distance, and I cycle through Greenwich Park every day, and uh, past what this basically this view just on the other side of the river to the buildings of Canary Wharf. It's very pretty. So you get to see Golden Hue, do you, every morning? I get to see Golden Hue every day, mm. and he's always damp. <laughs> <laughs> A series of barbed and electrified fences run along the opposite side of the Thames, Ooh. preventing entry from the river. Ooh, Ooh. so London's been segregated north and south. Mm. So this is like a little fantasy where you get to build a wall so I can't escape South London and come and visit you. <laughs> Interior office day stroke evening. As Samael works with various fluids... <laughs> golden hue complaint. Do you think, haven't you done enough? Haven't you done enough with your various fluids? As Samael works with various fluids, components, etc., Fluids and components. Mm, mm. Components. It's like, uh, like electrical stuff, right? <laughs> so he's got various fluids, yeah. like, you know, um, his own piss and some oil. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's uh, and he's got a gearbox yeah. and he's just messing with them. <laughs> he hasn't really got a job. He just likes <laughs> to go to this building and mess about. <laughs> we don't know what his job is yet, right? He wears a lab coat. And he does chemistry. I mean, he did, actually, that's one one thing. He did go into a chemistry lab, right? He yeah. put on his lab coat and actually went into a chemistry lab. Yeah. Unlike like ninety eight percent of scientists in TV and movies who are like, oh, just put on my lab coat so I can go and do some theoretical physics. <laughs> so you you got that right. <laughs> Exterior Canary Wharf evening. The sun goes down and the view is equally as stunning. These imposing buildings lit up like Santa season trees in the black. Sky, the fuck is Santa season now? <laughs> are you just are you just like desperately try, like you're like you're trying to take the the religion out yes. of Christmas, but not the kind of Western tradition? Yeah, non-denominational Santa time. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, so lit up like Santa season trees in the black sky. Cut to exterior factory evening. The bus takes Samael and the other workers home. Boring. What a boring <laughs> film. Yeah, he got up in the morning. Someone got shot on the way to work, and then he yeah, came. That was fun. Did he pipetted some stuff, pissed on a man, then went home. <laughs> I did. So, he went to his job pipetting. He went to his, his pipetting. <laughs> went job. to the pipette factory. <laughs> I did 12 hours of pipetting today. Mm. On his own as well. Like, he's got his own office. He's just like, there was nobody else there, right? Well, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, Golden Hue was there and Blind Steve, but I mean, they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. made them up. Um, so he's just there pipetting in his own office. He's just, he's head of pipetting. Mm. <laughs> he runs the pipetting department and also yeah. he's got no employees, so he has to do it all himself. And also, that's not a department and he's just in an empty building on his own. Yeah. <laughs> Interior, bus, evening, Samael says, and it says in brackets, knowing the answer. So Samael says this, knowing the answer, drink tonight, RD. 
And Ardy says, No, no, Mr. Samael, I save my credit. Mm-hmm. Slave and save. Yes, sir, slave and save. Hey, what a fun little saying we have come up with <laughs> in this fucking dystopian nightmare hellscape. Hey, let us slave and save. Yeah. Okay, no, no, you could, I mean, that doesn't make sense, does it? I mean, if, you, <laughs> if you're slaving, <laughs> like, by definition, you're not, you've not got anything to mm. save. Oh, yeah, okay. Slave and continue to slave then. Okay, that is it. <laughs> not, not as inspiration. No one's putting that on a picture and sticking it on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. Are they? No. Not going to see that on TikTok. <laughs> it's good because it rhymes, you see. That's why it's good. It is. Work work a lot and save your money is not the same, is it? Not <laughs> work a lot, work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I change it. Because, you know, the problem is with the word slave. So if you get rid of that, then mm. it's fine. D- drink tonight, RD. <laughs> no, no, Mr. Samael. I save my credit. <laughs> <laughs> Work a lot, but a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Work a lot and burk a lot. That is correct. Ah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you, have, you have hit the nail on the edge there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, all I want to do with my money is burk it. <laughs> I want to burk my money in the bank, okay? In the bank. <laughs> Burking my money in the bank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm not idea right. what's going on anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Artie wants to burk his money. No, in the the money <laughs> it's pretty fucking clear. Just listen. Just pay yeah, attention. How many times do I have to say it? I want to burk my money in the bank. <laughs> no, all right, but what does that mean? <laughs> I think it's pretty fucking clear. Okay, I'm going to the bank. Gonna burk my <laughs> 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 money in there. You know, like normal. Okay, <laughs> work a lot, burk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let me buy you a drink. You clearly need one. <laughs> yeah, but what for? Like, you know, you might, you might burp a lot of money, but what are you going yeah, to spend it on? Chewing gum, I'm thinking. That's what you burp your money for, isn't it? Yeah, burp your money and bend it on booing gum. <laughs> Worst writer in the world. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you would like more, then go to patreon.com slash manbycow where you can get loads of it. We will be back next week with episode three. Also, if you want to get your hands on your own workalot, burkalot t-shirt, then just head over to the manbycow.com t-shirt store. Workalot, burkalot, <laughs> bye-bye milk. Bye-bye milk. Here's a stupid suck-ass rubbish writer. Yeah.